Hello everybody and welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in the uh, series we're doing called Developing a Disciple's Heart. We're well into this series uh, and we're spending this much time in it as I've said to you because our, my, our hope is that from really taking into uh, our hearts this, uh, this material, if you would, these ideas, this, this, uh, this disciple's heart primer, that it will change us in the way that we walk with God. And that it will put as a, as a priority at the beginning of every day, 15 or 20 minutes, where you just connect with God. And it, it becomes a, an established habit or discipline in your life. That that's how you start your days. It's the best way to start your day. I'm going to encourage you to, to do whatever you can to make that happen. Um, we've given you ideas about how to make that happen. I know sometimes life gets busy, but wake up a little earlier or, you know, don't uh, turn on the TVs right away. Something to give yourself 15 or 20 minutes that you can just really connect with God because uh, it will change your life and it will change the way that you go through your day. It absolutely will. And that's, I don't promise much. Uh, I do promise that. If, you will, if you'll do that, it will change your life. As we develop ha- disciple habits, we'll move more into the life of disciples, which is where we find life. And that's what this whole series has been about. We've been, uh, we, there's seven sections that we're talking through in this primer idea that we have. And the sections are to get focused, to get thankful, to get connected, to get dressed, and to get encouraging. Um, that's what we've talked about so far. That's five. The last two, the first uh, of these last two is called Get Her Done because I like to say that. I like it so much. The last section is also called Get Her Done, but with a question mark. Get Her Done, which is a review at the end of the day. They, uh, uh, they exist, uh, they, they help us to do the things that we said a life of a disciple consists of, which is loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves. The first three, get focused, get thankful, and get connected, are about loving God. The second three, get connected, or get dressed, get encouraging, and get her done, are about loving others. And the last one, get her done, is, uh, you like that? I've just come up with that now. Get her done. That last one is about sort of a review that, I haven't told you this, but we need like five minutes at the end of the day too, to see how the day went. To ask yourself, how did I do today with God? What opportunities did I have to uh, pray for people or to share the gospel or... Uh, to, to bless somebody or be kind to somebody and, and uh, where could I improve? Where did I really mess up bad? Where do I wish I had done something different than I did? Uh, and, and that in effect is really loving yourself well. It, it helps you to learn to do the next right thing so that it becomes more and more a part of your life. And, and that's what we've been talking about. Each one of these sections has scripture that go with it um, and uh, uh, we've looked at uh, Hebrews together and we've looked at some scripture in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 and we looked at uh, about getting thankful in Philippians 4, 4 through 8, getting connected was the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, getting dressed was the spiritual armor in Ephesians 6, 12 through 18, getting encouraging we just did in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, we talked about love and now as we move in to get her done we're going to talk in this um, section about two passages of scripture, Matthew 6, 33 and Matthew 7, 12. We'll do one this week and one next week. And uh, we'll hop in there in a minute. Two really good verses. And these are about really moving out into the world and loving others. Before we do, though, little story. I thought you might enjoy this. That's more of a question. See how you do with this. Um, why do divers fall backward into the water? Because if they fell forward, they'd still be in the boat. That's a new classic. 
You'll get that one later and you'll really enjoy it. I like it. Sorry you're having that reaction, but I really like that. <laughs> scripture reading. Here we go. Thank you, Lord, for the scripture. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. This is out of the message paraphrase. I've been laughing at that all week. What, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with giving so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. And blessed be the word of the Lord. We're going to be, as I said, today we're going to talk about Matthew 6.33. We read that in the message. I want to read it to you out of the uh, NIV. It says this, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom and all and his righteousness, all these things will be given to you as well. If you ever forget what that is, it's written in big letters on the side of the church. It's been there for as long as I remember. I put it up right after I got started. So uh, it's a very important verse. And, and to me, it's, it's one of those cornerstone verses as we move out in loving others well, which is really, you know, one of the big three, right? Loving God, loving others, loving ourselves. As we move out, this is one of those verses that if you will let sort of move in you, it'll help you um, break out of sort of the little bubble of yourself and really allow you to move into um, life in the kingdom of God. Life with him, life as a disciple, real life, the life we're called to. So the first little point there then in your notes is this. Um, what is the focus of your disciple's heart. What's your focus in life? Where is your focus? Is your focus on, on God and others? Um, or are you kind of so caught up in life as you see it that you miss the bigger picture all the time? Because I think that's what happens. Um, we can be so consumed by uh, our temporary lives that we miss the bigger picture all the time. And God's busy doing stuff all around us and we, we're just not connected to it we're not seeing it because we're we're consumed with things that aren't nearly as important and there's this amazing thing in that verse see as you if you make the transition from being consumed by your stuff and get consumed by his stuff he takes care of your stuff and he's better at it than you are it's one of those amazing things about God it's just uh, I love God because you can't outdo God you just can't because he's God and he does that in every area of life. As we come in, as we worship, he always meets us more. Uh, as we, in everything, he just meets us more because he's God. And it works this way too. So where's, where's your heart focused? Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What's the focus of your disciple's heart? Where's your treasure? So, and this, people think, oh, it's just talking about money. No, it's talking about what's, what's your value? What do you value most in life? Where's your values? Because that's where your heart is. And, and, and so to get your heart right, it's got to be that you treasure God above all else. And then he takes care of everything else. It's not that this stuff's bad. It just can't become the focus 
of your life. And see, with that in mind, then what we realize is that this life's not all about us. It's about others. It's about the kingdom of God. And, and we have to ask ourselves, how are we doing with that? Are we more treasuring the kingdom of God or are we more kind of trying to build our own little kingdom in, in this world? Where's the focus of our heart? One of the best ways to sort of gauge how you're doing with this process is your level of compassion for other people, especially the lost. Where, where's your compassion level for people, all people, in particular, those people who have not yet connected with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in their lives and have found their way into the kingdom? What's your compassion level like? Is it, does it make a difference? And see, that's point number two. Compassion is a trait or a characteristic of a disciple's heart. His kids, people that are hanging out with him and walking his way, will be a compassionate people, a grace-filled people, a kinder, gentler people. We've talked about that. It's, it's something that will happen in our hearts as we connect with him. And there's a great story of Jesus helping his disciples develop these hearts in Matthew 14. It's one of my favorite stories. And uh, I, we're going we're gonna to work through it together today in the few minutes that we have. Matthew 14, verses 13 through 17 says this. When, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. And hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Okay, the, so let me set up the, if you haven't thought about this or heard me talk about this, let me just give you a little backstory. Here's what's going on. Um, Jesus is bringing the kingdom of God wherever he goes. I mean, he's, preaching it, and, and uh, he's, he's backing it up by praying for people and ministering to people, and God's at work, and so everywhere he goes, there's a crowd. And uh, in this particular place now, he's gone sort of into a remote place, and the crowd shows up on foot. And they've, he's been ministering to them all day, you know, and his disciples have been busy, they've been ministering, it's getting towards the end of the day, and the disciples are hungry. Pretty normal thing. Anybody ever get hungry? Hello. Well, you're not hungry now, you shouldn't be, but they got hungry. And so they've, amongst themselves, figured out how to get just enough food to feed the 12 of them and Jesus if he's hungry. So they've, they've managed to acquire, from the, you know, mugging some poor little kid for his lunch. So I always see it. Maybe they didn't, but hopefully they didn't. But you know what I mean. They've, they've cornered a little kid that had food. They could smell it. You're sharing that with us. So they've got, so, so they've got the loaves and the fish, right? Not much, but they've got themselves enough. And, and they realize that they can't stop and make fish sandwiches while all these hungry people are around because that, they get that that wouldn't be okay, you know. Um, so they go to Jesus and they say, listen, why don't you send these people away and let them go get something to eat? And what they're really saying is, we're really hungry now. Could we be done for the day and sit down and have dinner? And, uh, and Jesus looks at them and he's teaching them compassion. He says, you know what? You need to have a heart for these people like I do. I want you to feed them. It's not all about you. I want you to have compassion. Because these people are hungry also, but they're spiritually hungry and physically hungry. I want you to care about them, not just about yourself. And the response is very normal there, and it's a very natural, normal response, part three, but what about me? Point number three, what about me? What about me? 
They've got five loaves and two fish. It's just barely enough for them. They're like, we just got this little bit. It's going to make a little fish sandwich as it was. More of an hors d'oeuvre than a meal. And now you want us to share it. I mean, it's, it's not enough for us. What, what are we going to do with a crowd this size? Matthew fourteen seventeen. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answer. That's all we got. I, I just got this little bit. And I, I need to feed me. Well, here's what happens next. Point number four. So you have to listen to and have faith in Jesus. You have to listen. Because he might have just told him, you don't know, go ahead and eat. Okay, I'll send them away. But he didn't in this case. So you, you need to listen to Jesus, what he says, and then you need to listen to what he'll have you do. Sometimes it might just be, eat up, you need it, go ahead. But not always. Matthew 14, 18 through 19, he says, but bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. That had to be one of the coolest things. Remember, the disciples have seen a lot of stuff already. He's been healing people. There's been a lot of stuff going on. But the disciples know. You don't know that this crowd, 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Not that women and children don't count, but just trying to give you the number. Who knows how high that number is? It's a, it's a very high number. 5,000 men. You know, they, women and kids, was it 10,000 people, 12,000? I don't know. We don't know. We just know there was five. That's a lot of people for five loaves and two fish. All right, and, and they might have not have a clue about what's going on, but the disciples do, and they know that they just handed over to Jesus in faith. I'm sure it wasn't you know, totally willing faith, but in faith, they've given up their, okay, we're just going to be hungry. That, I'm sure that's what they thought. All right, it's Jesus, we'll just be hungry here. And they give him what they have. And he, he just takes his food, and he, and he blesses it, and, and then he starts handing it to the disciples to go and give out. And they just keep coming back and he keeps giving them more. And he keeps giving them more. And he keeps giving them more. And it keeps coming and it keeps... Can you imagine? You ever thought about what it would be like to know what you knew and to watch this, these fish sandwiches never stop coming? They just never stopped coming. They just kept giving them and giving them and giving them. And, and, they, and they didn't all just get a bite. They ate until they were not hungry any longer. All those people ate until they were no longer hungry. For some of you, you know that's a lot of eating. Right? They ate till they were no longer hungry. And then, and it's an amazing thing. So, what they did was, when Jesus said, bring them here to me, they did it. And then Jesus did the rest. They had enough faith to listen, and then they had to trust in Jesus. That he, they couldn't see how to do it. They had no idea. But they were listening, and they said, okay. See, point five is this, that a, a little bit of faith goes an amazingly long way. A little faith goes a long way. They had no idea when they gave their food away to Jesus that they were going to get fed. They had no idea how it was going to happen. But they decided to listen. And I'm, 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 so again, I don't think it was like, because they were really going, what about me, what about we? Okay, here. And they gave it to him. And so here's the amazing thing. Not only was everyone fed, each of the disciples ended up with their own to-go box of food. Each one of them. Matthew 14, 20 and 21. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. I, I, I want you to see that. Remember they had to give up the little bit they had. They did it in faith. 
They got their priorities right. See, it's about Jesus and his kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added to you. They got their priorities right. They gave it to Jesus. What happens? They got way more back. They got, they got food to go. Do you get it? They got, they got each one. I like it that it's 12. Each one of them. It was a point. It was like, look, if you listen to me, if you trust me, if you get priorities right, I'll take care of you. You don't need to be all concerned with those things if you're just listening and following through. And so they did. And I just think it's, it's amazing how five loaves and two fish offered with a little bit of faith, can have such an impact on the world around us. And, and, and it's just, it brings that whole point to me into perspective. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So when you make the kingdom of God your heart's focus, you make Jesus the focus of your heart, he takes care of you. And that's what you really got to let come into you as you move out into the world to be his kids and to be his voice and to be his hands and to be his feet and to do those things. He's got me. I got to listen. I don't, I don't want to get presumptive and start doing stuff. You know, it doesn't mean you don't get to eat your lunch ever. It means you listen and when he says, hey, give, then you do. And then he takes care of everything else. And he, he's so much better at this stuff than we are. Just so much better. I don't know about you, but in my life at times I have strived and tried so many different things to make things work and they haven't worked and then somehow so it just it's, for me it's like surrender I guess finally get to that point okay Jesus it's all about you and then he just fixes it and I'm like I, I should really learn to get there a lot quicker because he's way better at it than me but that's what we have to get to and that's the point so think about that this week if you would seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well Next week, we're going to take up another one of my favorite verses, another big cornerstone verse, Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Another major verse in the way that we relate to others and how it works in our lives. So if you want to read ahead, there you go. You know what's coming up. That's what we'll do next week. If you're watching on television or uh, on video on the internet, thank you for giving us this, this much of your valuable time. We appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to uh, having you tune in again whenever you can. If there's anything that we can pray for you or anything along those lines, please get a hold of us on our website, keysvineyard.com. Send us an email uh, or give us a call and we will do whatever we can to uh, meet you there. So thanks for being a part and uh, come back and join us again soon.